it goes back to the premise of what we're trying to do. Two guys having a conversation. You know, and it's the, the funny thing is, it's a conversation that two other guys somewhere else are having right now, too. This is the 2120 Podcast, where each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Matt, I think what's going to happen is people are learning how to become better leaders because they're having to work remotely. And we become a better leader. Well, you either become a better leader or you don't. Like you, you could go two, one of two ways on this. And I think one of the ways that you become a better leader is um, in this working remote situation. It requires like everybody's going to Zoom. So like, first of all, turn your, turn your video cameras on when you're doing it. And it really forces you to stay engaged because now it, it was possible by phone or when your camera is not on that you could be doinking around over here, answering emails, placing an order, doing something else. Maybe it's, maybe it's just like you're bored and you're scrolling Facebook. When people can't see that, you, you can get away with it. But the accountability of having the Zoom piece um, has really brought this back together where, where now I can see that. And so I can create accountability. So if, I'm, if you're my manager and you and I are having this conversation and you see that I'm not paying attention or, or maybe I notice that you're not paying attention, we could call each other out on that. And if you can get to a place like that where you are that kind of leader, first of all, if you get to that level and, and, and you're that great, better leader, you're not doing those things, but, but there may be times when somebody looks at you and go, Hey, are you actually listening to me right now? Cause it, I can tell you're doing something else. Or, you know, I could tell like yep. somebody a few minutes ago walked into the room that you're in and, and it's clear that you were looking over at them and, and maybe I even heard you speaking to them or you, you went on mute. I'm sitting here talking and I would know that you weren't you know, able to listen at that point. A whole, the whole concept here is that yep. we are either going to become better leaders be, because of this or we're, or we're going to become worse leaders as a result of this. And I think one of the biggest ways that we become a better leader is just being fully present. Yeah. Uh, well, you and I have talked about this off, you know, off the phone or off the podcast about, I, I've embraced this right now. You know, I, at first when you do a zoom meeting or a Skype meeting or a Google meetup, whatever it is, and you're the only person in the room looking mm -hmm. at a screen full of people, it's awkward. Like you don't know like who you need to look at. You don't know where you need to stand. Um, but what I found is, you know, I've done now, I don't know, a handful to a dozen um, of these, these types of meetings where I'm now just, just, it's just part of what I'm doing now. And I don't, I don't second guess it. I don't question it. I just, I just get on and just start talking. And I mean, it's no different than um, them being in the room with me right now. Like obviously you're, I'm in Iowa city, you're in, you know, Vinton. Um, mm -hmm. I'm having a connection with you. I'm, I'm, I can see, I can see you smiling. I can see your eyes. I can tell that you're focused on me. Um, you know, there was a, it was funny as hell. Um, online class, a professor, you may have seen this, um, professors doing like a zoom meeting and he looks up in the top corner and there's a guy, a kid wearing hunting clothing. Um, you know, basically gutting a turkey oh, wow. that he just killed. And the professor goes, are you really like cleaning that turkey right now? And the guy starts laughing. He goes, yeah, I went out this morning. I shot a turkey. I completely forgot about this call. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the call. I'm 
I want to learn. And the compressor was like, man, that is so freaking awesome. I love it. And I don't know if you and I talked about this. I talked about it to somebody else, but literally like it was just a connection that, you know, developed out of, you know, the, the kid being a kid and going, this is a higher priority right now, but I'm, I'm going to try to kill two birds with one stone. But it, it, it made the conversation fun mm-hmm. and the interaction mm-hmm. was good. Um, but I think, you know, like long term, like when this when this does end, I'm going to continue to find ways to stay on calls with, you know, people I haven't seen for a while via Zoom. You know, uh, I'm going to try to do other meetings like this with our other stores, you know, because it's so easy. Like it's super easy to pick up the phone and talk to someone. But, but like what you said is I can tell that you're distant, not just distant in miles, but distant from you're working on something else and you're, you're there, but you're not. And you know, what's interesting about that is, is when we were face to face with people, you could also tell those things, but there was something more like, maybe this is like being in a car and you see somebody else in a car and you're a little braver when they cut you off. Right. You might say something that you wouldn't say in person, but the kind of the idea that I was having there was um, when, when I'm in the same room with that other person, I may not mention it. Um, unless it's just blatant. Well, I think of, you know, some, something that I, not just me, but, and I should say me, because I do need to work on this, but everybody needs to work on this. The whole listen right. to listen, not listen to talk. And, you know, this, this outlet that we're using, I'm forcing myself to, when you talk, to completely just shut my mouth and take it in. Because depending on the internet connection, depending on whatever it is, there, there's a lag, you know, and, and it, it's awkward when, you know, like Danielle, who's been killing it on Zoom with her class, um, you know, she's laying it out where she's got six or seven kids on the screen. And now, because she's done it so much, they know you put your mic on mute and then when we come to you, then you can talk. But before, until she had that process set up, it mm-hmm. was freaking mass chaos. You know, you had voices over voices and stuff clanking in the background. And, you know, for the first one or two, like you could tell she was stressed about it. But now I listened to one last night and, she's running the show and kids are unmuting their mics and talking and, you know, they're doing show and tell at home and literally every kid gets their chance to show and tell. And you can tell that, you know, kids are, kids are learning about the zoom channel now and how it works and how to operate it. And, you know, they're going to be better oh my goodness. down the road. Yeah. They're going to be masters at it, it, won't they? Growing up with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I think it's, it's yeah. Listen to listen. And then when it's your turn to talk, you can talk. Um, I was just reading a really good article um, put out on Harvard Business Review about managing and leadership during a crisis. And one of the things that I thought was really profound, if you can think of two circles, one circle is leadership, one circle is management. They're always overlapped to some degree, but there is clearly a difference between what leaders do and what managers do. doesn't mean one is better or higher level than the other. Both are necessary. During a time of crisis, the author was was really smart in how they were describing that those two circles overlap. They become almost the same thing. The, one of the great questions to ask yourself is, how can I be most effective right now? So maybe as the leader, the most effective thing that you can do is not be hands-on, but to maybe be a champion of others, to be an encourager, um, or to, to literally sit down and write thank you cards to customers or clients. Like that might be the most important thing you can do where, where you kind of stay out of the way uh, of, of the progress that's happening with the team. Again, structure versus being unstructured. And I, I really liked how that article came together. Yeah, I, you know, I, 
the word structure keeps just popping around, bouncing around in my head because, you know, in times like this, it's so easy to lose that structure. You know, when you have a full-time crew, even a part-time crew where they know what their schedule is, you know, pre, you know, crisis, I'm going to work nine to five, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I close on this day, I have this day off. Now their hours are completely different. Um, their tasks are completely different. Uh, you know, so those, those great leaders that know that structure has gotten us to where we're at today and make a commitment to, you know, redefining that structure as soon as you can, because, you know, if you, if you wait and implement something on, you know, day six and then day 10 and then day 12, like it evolves, but try to get it all done now. So you can get some, you know, some normal feelings that these, your, your crew has based on a time of, you know, mm-hmm. uncertainty mm-hmm. for the most part, you know? But so, yeah, I think we're, we're experiencing with, with that because, you know, we're, we're working at a, a different pace right now. You know, our, our crew is doing different things right now. You know, our conversations are different right now. Um, but, you know, rebuilding that structure platform so it doesn't have to look any different one of the traps that you can follow in is taking a narrow view. And there was something that, that you said that inspired me to go back and look at that. And it's, it's just, it just comes to this. It's the most pressing job in a crisis is not to manage the response itself, but to lead through the implications of the crisis to see those next steps and see the bigger picture. And I think that's so important right now because we have this chance to look around and decide where are we wanting to go with this, um, you know, just for me, our audience can't see the white with the whiteboard that's behind you, but that's the stuff that you guys are working on, and you're looking forward to mm-hmm. um, uh, where it's going to go afterwards. Well, and I think our crew is now looking forward to it. You know, like <laughs> we're in a world right now that we don't have answers. You know, uh, they have tons of questions. You know, on things, and now we're we're giving our crew the answers that they yeah. want for the long term, you know, so they may not understand it in the moment, you know, of what's happening and how we're attacking it and how we're making it better. But the long term, they're going to look at it and go, man, mm-hmm. this is awesome. We're in this for the long haul. We know it's going to be a while. So let's get a, as far ahead of it as we can. So when it does open up, mm-hmm. we're going to be ready to, ready to go. And I think that's the fun part now because there was that early resistance from the crew and just not knowing kind of what we were all about. And now the crew is like embraced it and we're moving forward because things are, things are clicking and they're working because old structure is gone. New structure is now in place. And it's like the, I don't like change pushback, but then they see the change is good. So now that the new yeah, structure, structure cool. works. Well, that's good leadership. So, you know, that's, that's just, um, that's, that's evidence of a, of good leadership. That's evidence of a, of a healthy culture. You know, that's, that's kudos to you guys for, for having that. Yeah. I, just, I, I hope that more businesses have it and are implemented because I think it's hit and miss across the board. I think there's ones that are ducking and covering right now and, you know, they put the, the, the pause on the business. I know there's some that are going, you know what, we're going to be fine. We're going to continue to pour into what we're doing and be ready to rock and roll. Um, and I think there's still some in the middle that go, I don't know what to do, or we go one way or the other. So I think the, the overall answer is get. Well, yeah. And, and even just what you said there, the word that popped into my head was indecision, like indecision right now. Yeah is, is actually a decision. When you don't make a decision, you're making a decision. And 
that's really uh, a dangerous trap to fall into of not moving, not doing something. Over-centralizing a response is one of the pitfalls again, okay? So what that basically means is, is that you get caught in the trap of trying to control everything. And so we're not going to trust our employees to make the right decisions. So everything needs to run up to the manager and then to the team to make the, you know, the, the leadership team to make the right decision. Well, all you do is you just create all these tons of bottlenecks. And so the solution is to seek order, but not to seek control. And I just love how those words play there because in order, people know what's expected of them and what they can expect from others. But under control, that's where you're trying to micromanage every single thing. So good leaders, unbusy leaders, smart leaders like you guys have acknowledged that you're not supposed to control everything. You literally can't control it. And so you just, you walk out of there with like establishing very clear expectations based around principles and values. So when this happens and we have this new curveball that comes in, we don't have to run it up the chain to get approval through this bottleneck thing. We literally have this opportunity to, to respond uh, by, by doing the right thing, not just doing things right. You know, you talk about, we talked about structure earlier and you know, most businesses have structure put in place yeah. and your crew understands that structure because they've been, they've been doing it for so long. And then when you drop the floor out from underneath them and they start to fall, you know, and you add the ladder to start climbing out of that, not too many people know how to climb up a ladder. You know, it's awkward. Some just shoot right up it. Some struggle to, to climb up that ladder where, you know, I think it's okay to implement things on a regular basis that gets you to getting them to climb up the ladder faster. And, uh, you know, your crew will eventually down the road, see the good in what we're trying to do. So then they get on board with it when they are nervous, they are scared. Uh, the easy answer is to leave or to go hide when no, the answer, the answer is to, to stay and fight and move, move forward. Um, but I also think too, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you commit to something, commit to it. You know, mm -hmm. don't be wishy-washy. Don't say we're going to do this one day and then the crew buys into it. And then really three days later, you stop doing it because that is the quickest way for a leadership team to get um, knocked down is when, oh, you know, I, we get one answer, we try something. And then two days later, we change it to go something else, you know, put a system in place, put thought into it, execute it. And when it's not working right away, give it time, mm -hmm. you know, let the water come to a boil and then it starts to boil and now you're good. Then it starts to work and it starts to evolve. So, uh, I guess the easy answer is we are going to get through this. Uh, I look forward to the day that it, it, we look back and go, man, we are so much better off now because of it. Um, we can laugh or we can, you know, high five together. And uh, at the end of the day, look back and go, man, let's move forward now. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come out stronger. We're going to be more decisive. We're going to be more uh, aware. And um, I think it's going to be good. Good. Thanks, Matt. Like, yeah, good way to close it up there. So uh, my name is Jim. I'm Matt. We'll catch you next time. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for topics, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at 2120podcast at gmail.com. That's the words 21 spelled out, followed by the numbers 20podcast at gmail.com. We'll make it easy and include a link to that email address in the description. If you're enjoying listening to two guys take a random topic and talk about it for 20 minutes, hey, it would mean a lot to Matt and I if you would rate it, write a review, and share it with others. Thank you again for tuning into the 2120 podcast.